My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 239, it's WNXT TakeOver. Now, after two hours of live show, we are nearly ready for the event, but we did have the WWE kickoff just before TakeOver started, and you're quite annoyed with one man on the panel, weren't you? I am, yes, and that is Pat McAfee. He, his denim-wearing fucking annoyance and just his stupid fucking face and everything he says and does just irritates me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why it gets to you, but I think he's quite annoying. Sam Rosenberg was on there. The one big announcement is Mr. Regal stated what the third fall would be if it got there, and it was, Dan? Well, it was Steel Cage Mac, but it had barbed wire on the top and weapons strewn all about it, so it's going to be like a street hell in a cage match yeah so before we move on to that let's just do the alternate intro quickly and canadians have been so busy explaining to the americans that we aren't british and to the british that we aren't americans that we have had time we haven't had time to become canadians and that's helen Gore, famous canadian quotes in as we are in toronto but like i say it's 239 we've done all the build-up and of course of our live shows we do predictions as well dan do you explain the prediction league yes we have three prediction leagues we have an NXT pay-per-view prediction league. We have a WWE pay-per-view prediction league. And we have a bonus prediction league as well. The NXTs for the NXT pay-per-views. We predict the matches. Whoever gets them right gets the point for that pay-per-view. Same with WWE pay-per-views and bonus points. is for any little bonus games we have on the side like tournaments or the year-end predictions. Uh, currently, I'm winning 3-2 in NXT pay-per-view points. You're winning 7-2. On WWE pay-per-view points. But the comeback has begun, James. <laughs> yeah. For that. Back. And bonus points, you are winning 23 to 21. Yeah. Be quite interesting. But we haven't had an opening promo. We've just been welcomed to Toronto. And it's ominous music playing in the dark. The set was dark. And now it's just had a light thrust to it. And, oh, no, we're going to get a live performance, aren't we? Oh, fucking Slipknot. I think Slipknot are there, yeah. And we're getting a kind of video in the background. Of what to expect. I thought it was going to be so exciting, but I might be wrong. It's fucking Slipknot. Well, we hear the music playing, but we, we can't see anybody. It's a bit of a weird opening, really. <clears throat> so, we spoke about it in the live show, Dan, but you are excited for tonight, aren't you? I am excited, yeah. There's the, the majority of the matches do look good, do look like they will deliver for us tonight. A couple of them I'm, I've not got high hopes for, but you never know. They might be the ones that surprise us the most. Yeah, and we see the whole uh, video package of uh, every single match. Of course, it might be the Unsputed Era night tonight with uh, all 
every single one of them in action here. So it's going to be very interesting as we start TakeOver Toronto. What's the first match going to be, Dan? What do you reckon? Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. But SummerSlam weekend starts right now, even though it's going to be the last podcast we release. <laughs> and, of course, we've got Mauro Nalo, Nigel McGuinness, and Beth Phoenix on commentary. Well, I think, I'm going to say it now. I think I've got really wrong with my predictions. But I'm going to say it right at the start. And if I'm wrong, then I can't say that I... Do you know what I mean? Like, if I end up getting a perfect score, even though I don't think it's going to happen, you know... I'm going to say, Dan, how are you confidence-wise? I'm quite confident. Yeah? And our first match, it looks like it's the Street Profits. It's the Undisputed Era. Well, so this could be the start of things to come for this pay-per-view. Oh, good. We're getting new tag team champions, aren't we, in the opening match? Well, who knows? I mean, seeing the build-up, there's not really been much Street Profits. Haven't had a title defence yet. Uh, well, sorry, they might have had one against uh, Birch and Lorkin. But they're here to look at the put performance on at Taker, which is saying I feel they have been lacking recently. As the honest there's no doubt they're a great tag team, but I think this is going to be an interesting way to start off if it's a popular, but I think they need to put in a performance. Dan, prediction-wise, who have you gone for in this match? Well, James, I have gone for Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Not to win the tag team titles on this occasion. I've gone for the Street Profits. <sighs> you gone straight. I have two have gone street profits in this one. I thought, oh, man, why have you gone street profits? You can see I'm nuts. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's it's time for the street profits to give up them titles yet. They seem very popular with the fans. They got a huge fan base. Um, you know, I don't think it's time for them to lose just yet. No, I, I don't. I don't think it's right. But you, you know, you, like you said, if the title changed hand right now, then you got a feeling that it's going to be the undisputed era's night. You know course on the two huge matches but you can see the fans definitely happy to see the street profits and they see happy to be there montez ford and angelo dawkins well they certainly are two very entertaining so what do the street profits have to do if they want to walk out as tag team champions do you reckon i think they need to target bobby fee and just kind of keep hold of him beat him down because in my opinion o'reilly is the strongest member yeah i think so and you can see the reception you can hear it at what they're getting and a fish and O'Reilly. But they always seem to be carrying some sort of injury as well, which is quite interesting. We'll keep an eye on see if uh, the Street Profits take advantage of that here tonight. We know O'Reilly's definitely 90%, is he, you know? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> not after what happened. I don't think he's 100% in his head either. But like, you're a huge fan of Kyle O'Reilly? I am, yes. I find him, as I said earlier, you know, he's a very entertaining character. I think, you know, his, his facials, he's fully committed to his role. You know, his facials, his... Even his style of fighting as well, it's, it's slightly different to everyone else's. I think he has got a very good factor about him. Well, tag team titles to start us off. And um, the titles have changed hands quite a few ha- quite a few times even uh, this year. More often than not, I mean, we think about the, the War Raiders, Viking experience, have uh, been champions in that time and the Undisputed Era involved. And we're going to start off with Kyle O'Reilly in there with Dawkins and the fans shouting undisputed but a few Street Profits fans as well Street Profits decked out in purple undisputed era calls black and yellow will it be gold tonight this is what we want to see we want to see a serious side of Street Profits and then we see the silly side as well uh oh well O'Reilly with a slap just uh, antagonising just antagonising Dawkins there and uh, you don't want to piss off the big man big man Kyle O'Reilly now just trying to grab a hold goes for the kick but gets caught Managed to worm his way up, but 
And that's a nice takedown. Now Dawkins shows that he can go trying to ride O'Reilly. Picks him up as incomplete. O'Reilly, he's a bit in trouble. He's playing around like a fish. <laughs> like Bobby. So from O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, do you see either of these two guys being able to go as a single star? I think I definitely think with O'Reilly there. I, I, I definitely see, obviously maybe not as a world champion, but maybe Intercontinental down the line if they bring the kind of history in with Adam Carr. I think that'd be quite good to see. I think O'Reilly as a face might be quite funny because you know he's quite weird in his own way, isn't he? You know, and he doesn't shy away from that. No. No, no, not at all. It's nice to see uh, like a hill slightly different, you know, as it's all street profits and fish is in there. And he's like a fish out of water. And that was a tag to Montez Ford and a beautiful drop kick, the highest vertical leap in the entire WWE. You can see there. Snapmare takedown, and he's just taunting Bobby Fish as he uh, as a blind tag from Dawkins brings him in. Quick tags. He's stirring the pot, dropping all his weight onto the arm of Bobby Fish. I think the Street Profits have kind of got a bit of a an old school style wrestling about them, you know, like the uh, jumping off the second rope with the with the double arm double X handle yeah, smashed yeah, yeah. to the arms, and you know, just uh, the things that they do, the drop kicks. They keep it basic, but what they do, they do well. As Fish now with the kicks and the knee, you know, people do just cut you down after a while. He tags in Kyle O'Reilly, and both of them go to work on the outside. But Ford, they're using his quickness trying to get away. But O'Reilly just slugs him from behind. Big knees and now the strikes from O'Reilly. Punches to the midsection. And this is the thing about Street Profits. They are inexperienced when it comes to this situation. The other people who have been in many tag team title matches, especially at TakeOver, they know what it's all about. Yeah, but again, in a Street Profits defence, Undisputed Era have lost more tag team title yeah. opportunities as well. And that is true. And you can see Ford and O'Reilly a little bit of trading moves and all of a sudden... Ford gets the advantage. Especially as far as Bobby Fish goes, I don't think he's won the tag team titles. But it's Street Profits there, a shout out to the world's greatest tag team, taking out O'Reilly, and then double flapjack. But then Dawkins gets hung up on the top rope by Fish, uh, by O'Reilly. But that doesn't stop Ford, it goes after the Undisputed Era. Looking for that punt off the edge of the apron, but O'Reilly ducks it and Fish takes him out. O'Reilly turns his attention to Dawkins, but Dawkins uh, gets the first shot in. O'Reilly managed to hold on to the rope and get out of harm's way for now. Tags in Bobby Fish as he gets a huge running uppercut from Dawkins. Up a what? But Dawkins wise to it. Hangs Fish up on the top rope. Spinning splash to O'Reilly, but Fish takes him with a spinning elbow out the corner. There's one thing they've done, whether it be with uh, Bobby Fish or Roderick Strong involved, it seems to be always there to help each other out at the right moment. And always when it's a bit of chaos, he always seems to come out on top. A quick tags from the Undisputed Era. Charging in on Dawkins, taking out a big man from the team. Punches, kicks, Mai Tai knees. Lovely spinning heel trip. Riley goes to the cover, but Dawkins easily gets out at two. Two. It's all about just expending the energy. You can see him working on the midsection as well, making it harder for the man to breathe. Absolutely, and O'Reilly is in his hometown tonight. And that would be an advantage as well, no doubt about that, as he's cut off the ring perfectly. And as O'Reilly holds him, Fish just comes over the top rope, takes out Dawkins, but again, managing to kick out. Uh. A nice Samoan drop there by Bobby Fish. And he just grabs hold of him, tags in O'Reilly. It's great tag team wrestling, there's no doubt about it. But Ford is fresh. And then the palm strikes, no one does it quite like O'Reilly. Well, he certainly has his uh, unique style of offence. Taunting there for Montez Ford. Dawkins struggling to get to his feet, trying to get out of this. 
And he's moving back to the corner, but O'Reilly managing to block him. The dork is fighting out as best he can. Going blow for blow in the middle of the ring. As O'Reilly tags in Bobby Fish. With Fish up there to try and cut off the tag. Backdrop though, tag into Ford. Now here comes Montez and he's on fire, baby. Taking out Bobby Fish. Cut the clotheslines. Irish whip reverse though. Oh, as he jumps over Fish and hits him with a huge flying clothesline. Turns his attention to the incoming O'Reilly. Black gives Fish enough time to try and get a backdrop, but Ford lands on his feet and returns the favour and nips to his feet. Standing moonsault. One, two, no. Kick out for Fish. Ah, but beautiful there by Montez Ford. And now can he try and put Bobby Fish away? He's not going for the people's elbow, is he? Wait a minute. He hit the most electrified move in sports entertainment. Oh, oh O'Reilly blocked it. Fish comes charging towards him, but he gets deposited over the top rope. Takes out his partner. Oh, my God. A full huge kick to O'Reilly taking him out when he was on the apron. Oh. Hits the rock bottom instead. One, two. Oh. oh. Bobby Fish managing to, managing to get up at two. Two. Shout out to The Rock there in uh, two instances. And a rocky chant. But O'Reilly up taking Dawkins off the apron. Ford's trying to fight two men right now. And that was Fish with a chop block. Well, not going to jump around anytime soon. Now a double team. O'Reilly in. Very, uh... Oh! Lovely DDT into a German. To the cover. One, two, no... Ford managing to kick out. Ah. Well, Ford showing the heart of a champion there. Sprang off. Huge impact. Now, Riley's got Ford. Top turnbuckle. Trying to work the leg, but Montez fighting it off. Bobby Fish getting his uh, licks in. I don't think he is a legal man, unless he's got the blind tag. Bobby Fish looking for a superplex. Ford holding on the best he can, trying to fight him off. <laughs> Ford with a thunderous slap. And now Ford on top of Riley grabbing him. He gets kicked off. But it gives Bobby Fish enough time to recover. Who kicks the legs out from underneath him. O'Reilly gets the tag in. Fish has got Ford on top. And a super exploder off the top. Oh, and a knee to the back of the knee. Hill hook locked in. Well, Dawkins is up. Ford in serious trouble. And is he going to tap out here, O'Reilly? Ford trying as hard as he can to get to the bottom rope. Will he make it before he taps? Oh, and Fish in. Elbow to Ford. Takes him in the middle of the ring. The Achilles lock is hooked in good. And Fish now in, but oh my word. Well, Dawkins slams Fish onto O'Reilly to break the hold. And now all four men down. You can see Charlton Ford got a far away look in his eyes. And Montez desperate for a tag to his partner. O'Reilly grabs hold. And Ford now looking furious. Gets the tag. Dawkins (laughs) Dawkins <laughs> just throws O'Reilly into Fish. Hits him with a spinning slam. <coughs> Follows it up with a bulldog. But O'Reilly, O'Reilly stops the momentum. Yeah, to his credit, back up. Kick but he ba- gets knocked back down. <laughs> <coughs> and he bounced off the second right. Straight into an exploder. Now Dawkins firing up. Oh! A knee to the face. Montez Ford gets the tag in. We went to the guillotine, but Ford going to the top. Blockbuster. One, two, no, Bobby Fish to break it up. And again, they always seem to be there at the right time. Now the crowd really into it, but there'll be no surprise. Here in Canada, they got respect. And the four men get to their feet now. And which way will this go? 
Well, undisputed here and the Profits just going toe-to-toe. Well, the yay and nay punches hit exactly the same time. And now here we go, we've got Slugfest. It's your standard slobber knocker as it was, and each man now trading forearms. Oh, well, f- just everyone hitting anything that moves. Ford hit, the spinning heel kick on Fish, and then O'Reilly with a knee taking out Dawkins. And now Fish getting back up on the apron, O'Reilly with Ford. Montez Ford trying to fight back, but a spinning forearm shot. Irish Rip reverse, knocks Bobby Fish off the apron. Super kick knocks O'Reilly out the ring. Ford's going flying. Oh! And a halo, uh, was it halo? What's it called? I don't know. And a topo over the top, taking both undisputed era out, thrown back in, spears! Spear to O'Reilly, spear to fish, frog splash off the top. One, One two, two, three. And the Street Profits win. A great match. It is not going to be the undisputed era's night, but what a great match it was. Again, kicking off the tag team. The two teams, what they did, they did really, really well. And even though we might have seen a couple of spots before from other matches, no taking away from this one. Dan? Absolutely not, no. It was a brilliant back-and-forth match. One that, you know, during the match, it could have gone either way. And, you know, it weren't until the finish that you're like, yeah, Street Profits are going to win this one. And that is a good thing for both of us because we went Street Profits, so it's a point each as we look at the second match, but we just got to enjoy the highlights of that one. Young Sputner again, so entertaining in this match, and it was just great athleticism from Ford as well. Shout out to Eddie Guerrero, and we've seen a rock bottom in this match as well, there's no doubt about it. I thought you were... Did you go, Roger? And the Street Profits going through the people as they celebrate the still champions. And the Street Profits with a very good defence of their titles. Yeah. And exactly what we wanted. We spoke spoke about it, and we said Street Profits needed to perform well, have a great takeover moment. That's what we're seeing. And against the undisputed era, and the story continues as well. <laughs> and backstage, we see Johnny Gargano getting ready for tonight. And he's looking at a ladder, and he's smirking, Dan. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face. And just hold the front page. Ricochet. Is here in the crowd. He's going to be signing for NXT sometime yeah. soon. And what a great addition it would be to the NXT roster. But up next, it's going to get a lot more serious because it's going to be Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. And this goes back to being good friends and better enemies. I am next NXT Women's Champion. Io Shirai takes some time to reflect and focus with someone she's become very friendly with, Candice LeRae. Don't worry about the other two, okay? I'm here for you, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you got this. Just focus on Shayna. You got this. Yes. Yes. Oh, trouble for Paisler! Oh, wait a minute. Here comes the horsewomen. And here's Candice LeRae. Io Shirai is not alone. Shirai cheering on Candice LeRae. Takes it focus on Baszler. That's a tap. That's a tap. And still, NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. Shirai devastated. The hype was that Io Shirai had the skill set to be the one to dethrone Shayna Baszler. Oh my god! 
Spanish Filet isn't sure about this. Shirai desperate to claim the NXT Women's title. It's all about the NXT Women's title, and it is chaos in this steel cage match. And here's Candice LeRae. And she's evening the odds. LeRae trying to give Shirai the opportunity. The third time wasn't the charm. Io Shirai falling short yet again. So, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? I think it's been interesting, you know. It's, uh, it is a good story told between these two women. Um, you know, Io Shirai was it out of frustration to start with, or is it just Io thinking, I know what I need to do to be able to take Basler and capture the NXT Women's mm. Championship and, uh, you know, to that level? Well, Shirai thinks in her head, Cannes face held her down. And I think, in fact, that Io Shirai has been too dependent when you think about Kari Sane and, and with Candice taking her eye off the ball. And maybe it's not Candice's fault, but I think Io had to do something about that. You know, she came up too short. And that's what I like seeing the new side. As for Candice, will she be used more than Cannon Fodder? I don't know, because as you mentioned earlier, you know, the way that it could end in the beneficial way for both women is for Candice and the way to win by Io Shirai's DQ. Yeah, and then they get the feud to continue with that, you know, because... Uh, Make makes sense, but then again, will it just be a case of EO running through Candice and then looking for, you know, whatever's next? There's no doubt EO was unlucky, in this, you know, for her to fall forward like that. I've never seen that before. It's nice if you see Candice LeRae trying to uh, console a distraught EO Shirai after losing in a cage to Shania Baszler, only for Shirai to hit her. And you can see the doubt in her mind. She goes to leave the cage, and then she's like, no. Actually, 
chair into it and I'm going to beat the fuck out of her with a chair. Well, I think the thing is, you know, look at Keys to Victory. I think for Candice to win, she has to survive because EO is a completely different beast than what she has been. We've seen it with the kind of dark side of her and uh, it's going to be full force, you know, it's changing a complete look. Uh, going, you know, a lot dark coming out black now, leather. She doesn't give a shit anymore and it's good to see EO doesn't care and we hope to see the right her here tonight. Well, you hope to see the right her. Yay. EA. Oh. Well, she says there's no one, no human being who can stand with her. And she's coming out here and she turned the crowd. Not many people can turn the crowd straight away. And they do not like her now. But prediction-wise, Dan, as EO comes out, I have gone for in this match EO Shirai. I have gone for EO Shirai to get disqualified. And give Candice LeRae <laughs> yeah. the victory. So you got what we thought. I mean, it's fair enough, but I mean, she doesn't. She's acting crazy. She comes out now, so but I expect her just to win and then beat her up afterwards and then be all right. Fine. And a new look. Do you like her new look? I, I I think it's good. Yeah, you know, it kind of suits her darker persona. She's uh, it's like she's embraced the dark side. Yeah, I mean, if you missed any of the build-up, then go and listen to our live show. Um, listen to that before you come to take over. We spoke about all these matches extensively on there as we're getting Candice Ray going to come out. And she's um, in a lot of colour. Well, she looks a bit like Candy Floss, very fraction, but she's not happy now. And she looks at EO. She's got her own personal problems here, but of course her husband will be in the main event. And Candice not hanging around. I think the fight's going to be on. She looks for a double leg takedown and just starts punching away at EO Shirai. Oh, come on, referee. Disqualify Candice. Oh, Jess Carr's got to try and control this. Both women chomping at the bit. Oh, but EO escaping out of the ring before Candice can get her boots to her. Brad, she comes in with a baseball side. And the way throws her back in, but EO with a forearm. Oh, my God, went for the sunset flip, but Candice held on. And a slap to the face of EO. Oh, but Shirai's sweeping the legs of Larray, bouncing her head first off the ring apron. And this match has started fast, and EO now. Oh, my God. Suplexing Larray over the announce table. And Eo's got an evil look in her face. And sick destruction there. Eo's not moving, limp. And this might be it already. And the referee count Eo looks happy. And Candice struggling to get to her feet. Just go up to seven. And Candice has not moved yet. Eight, nine. Here we go. Oh, oh well, back just in time. But only for Eo to drop the elbow on her. Now here with a huge shot sefts and rights to Candice. And this is a distinct side from EO that we haven't seen. Candice like showing her toughness. Flapjack there. EO straight on the offense with a running kick to the side of Larray's head. And a <laughs> cocky pin. Well, she, I don't think she thinks she's going to get this job done like that. She's just wearing down Candice now. And EO show has been vicious. In it. I mean, Candice started quickly, but EO just cut her off. And ever since the suplex on the announce table... It's over. But Candice getting out of submission now, pushing EO up to the turnbuckle. Snapmare takedown now. Candice flying around. Nice head scissors takedown, but that was brilliant by EO. Lands on her feet and then hits a drop kick. And that's what Shiai can do there. Athleticism to boot and now shot to the back. And now she's got the camel clutch and just working Candice. <coughs> and now picks her up. Oh, bounce her back first upside down. And just drops Larray. One, two, no. Only a two count for Shirai. 
Double underhook for Shirai, but Larray drops to one knee, so Eo can't pick her up. Trying to drive her down, but Candice managing to get out of it now. Come on, gal. You can do this. Oh, she might be banged up, but she's shown her toughness. She throws Eo to the outside. She gets caught with a huge forearm, and then hung up on the second rope by Shirai. Now Eo coming off the top. Went for the dropkick, but Candice sideswept her. And again, we've seen it with um, Eo before, you know, the high-risk stuff. That's why it's called high risk for when it's not successful. And Candice all sorts of trouble trying to fight now with the forearms. And Candice now fighting back left and right. She's working away at the midsection. Showing what she can do because running in. Huge back elbow. Brain buster suplex to... No. EI managing to kick out. Ah. Well, she's in this match, but Candice has come back strong now. And this is a lot more of a... A fight than I even thought it was going to be. Oh, sorry, even more wrestling match than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a complete fight. But Candice showing her toughness. EO pushed her away. Candice got the octopus locked in, though. Can she make EO tap out? Oh, my God. And now Candice with a knee stopping EO as well. And Shirai just literally falling onto the bottom rope to break the submission. you got to think the damage is done. And now Candice comes back in. Oh, but she gets come into a drop toe hold. Hang up over the second rope. Six, one, nine. Oh. But Candice catches it. Oh. Neck breaker through the second rope. Oh, shit. And Larray had a former friend scout. It goes for the cover. No. EO kicking out. Uh. And Candice is, <laughs> is in control at the moment. Managing to power EO up on that top turnbuckle. Well, top rope. Palm strikes Kerry's position. Oh, my God. But Eo Shirai drop-kicking Larray off the top, just sending her crash into the outside of the ring apron. Credit to her, she held on. Follows it up with a 619 to the back of Larray's head. And the neck, suffering whiplash there. Somehow, though, Candice on the apron. We'll see you're going to try now. Suplex again, no. Larray jumps over the top rope, shoulder to the midsection, sends Shirai to the mats. Oh, oh. my God. Jesus Christ, a suicide dive through the second rope. Turns it into a DDT. And now throws Shirai back into the ring. And now Eo's in trouble. Double foot stomp to the back. Oh, no. One, two. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and Eo managed a kick out. Oh. <laughs> My God, what a beautiful move that was by Candice Lorraine then. And now both women down. And I think the fans who maybe not seen a lot of Eo, a lot of Candice... Gained a lot of respect here tonight. And Candice now with a net breaker looking to put EO away. EO reversing it by holding on to the hair of Candice. Turns it into the crossface. And now the crossface. Candice in trouble. But I think what we've seen, she won't submit just yet. Imagine turn it round into a pin. Oh, but Shirai kicking out. Uh-huh. She follows it up with a simple boot to the face of Candice. And the Ray responds with a forearm building momentum. Oh. But Shirai responds in kind. Candice went for the suplex. German folded Candice inside out. Oh, oh but Ray responds with one of her own. And now Candice is going to try and springboard up and over. Gets caught by Shirai. Oh, my God. Right in the back of the neck. German suplex. But Ray managing to get up at two. Two. <laughs> Been two. Well, both women down, but the fans. Definitely behind Candice Ray in this one. Even less low EO chance. Will she finish it now? Shy comes running in. Running knees. And now stepping over. She's going to go up for the moonsault. And finish this. Well, the way back up to her feet. Oh, my God. 
Candice went for a German, but Eo landed on her feet. Said no, not today. But the race sidestepping the oncoming Shirai. Goes up to the second. Gets dragged off. Head, back of her head hits the top turnbuckle. <coughs> now Shirai going to try. No. Oh, my God. One, two. Oh. Reverse oh. well, Corona by Larray. Couldn't get the job done. But I don't think Candice is finished just yet. Sets Shirai up on the top turnbuckle. Swinging neck breaker from the second rope. One, two, no. Oh. Again, uh, Shirai managing to kick out. Uh, well, that's the last second then. And Eo's not only fighting Candice Flay, she's fighting everything she's made to change for. It would be for nothing if she came up short in this match. But what a beautiful move by Candice Lorraine. She's really impressed me in this one. Absolutely, yeah. We've not had a chance to see too much of Lorraine, what she can offer, but... Definitely, yeah. When you talk about a breakout performance, you know, the race stamping it, win or lose here, this is what I'm going to be doing in the division. And that reverse Hurricane Runner, again, absolutely fantastic. Looks devastating. And now Candice going to go up. Shiraz recovered, hits a huge palm strike. And oh my God, this is dangerous now. Both women in a precarious position. EO's got Candice. Spanish fly. Goes for the cover. One. One. Two. No. Somehow Candice managed to kick out. Uh. And maybe EO can't beat Candice. Maybe she can't get the job done. Candice's so tough. Well, she's certainly got her husband's grit and determination, that's for sure. And the fans shouting, Mamma Mia. It's been a great match. EO now just slapping Candice. But Larray fighting back. Rolls her up. One. Two. Oh. No. EO somehow gets shown up at Two. Two. Candice now with another backslide, but EO turns it around. And she's got her in a double underhook now. Backbreaker. And EO now going to go up. And is she going to try and hit the moonsault this time round? Hits, Hits it. Mark. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Yes! Oh! Yes! Oh my god, how the hell does Candice Ray Magic kick out? Oh. oh, she's beating EO now, isn't she? My God, hit with the best move, couldn't get the job done. That's going to send her over the edge. Oh, my girl. And here now, just following her around. And he's got rid of the crucifix. Koji Clutch. And now she's got the arm. And Shai's got her in. And the ray is fading. And this new devastating submission is going to get the job done. Candice Ray wins. Eo uh, Shai wins. Let go of the submission. That's it. Eo Shai wins by submission. I mean, do you know what I really like to watch? A hill, right? Get this. An NXT woman who's dominant, who's got a submission as a finisher. How about that? Game changer, isn't it? Yeah. So, Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought the match was bloody good. Candice LeRae performed exceptionally well. Um, yeah, you know, it was obvious that Io Shirai was going to get the moral victory out of this, but it was just kind of... The way that she was going to get it done was she just actually going to beat the fuck out of Candice LeRae, i.e. with a steel chair, kendo stick or whatever, which is kind of my route of thought, or was she going to beat her, but make her pass out as opposed to Candice LeRae tapping out yeah. to her? I mean, it, it showed that EO couldn't pin Candice LeRae there, and I think Candice LeRae is taking a huge step up now in showing what she can do in NXT, and I'm um, for one... To me, this is where the title should be at the moment, not with Basil and Yim. I don't know about you, but I think now the like they can build from Candice Ray, get redemption, much like a la Johnny Gagano. Hello, Johnny Gagano. A la Johnny Gagano. But 
again, you know, no disrespect to Io Shirai. I thought Candice LeRae was a better performer. Than I think both women pulled it out. I think Candice was more surprising. Because I don't think we've uh, seen enough of that there. But I think Io, this new character as well, I think it's definitely working for her as we uh, see what they do with her in NXT moving on. And the scores after that means, yes, I've gone 2-1 up. But Dan, do not worry because I've gone some crazy ones coming up anyway. So well, it's funny how you never forget to mention the score when you're winning. Am I winning? Oh, thanks for, thanks for mentioning that. Well, bro man's just come down to uh, interrupt. I mean, it wouldn't be a takeover without Matt Riddle, would it now, you know? So he's coming out and he's saying, Killian Dane, why don't you come on out here, you big Irish bastard. Riddle's not backing down from Killian Dane. He watches back as well. He doesn't know where Dane's going to be coming from. And here comes Big Dane over the top. And they're both men brawling. And the fight's on now. And we weren't expecting this to take over. Absolutely not. Riddle now with a huge shot. But Dane blocking it. Fighting back, going to the ribs. And Dane now with a huge pump kick there. Taking Riddle out. And now the referees, trainers, EMTs, referees down. Trying to fight off these men. But Dane's a big man. And he stood on the foot of Riddle. And how do you like them apples, Matt? Well, Riddle comes charging back with a running forearm. And these two men can't be separated at the moment. And now Dane attacking the eyes of Riddle. Gouging the eyes out. Oh, but Riddle catching him. Ripcord knee. Follows it up with a knee to the side of the head. And it's the first time Dane's been downed. And Riddle now going on the attack. The power on the ground. And now getting pulled off Riddle. More security now. As Dane's getting back to his feet. Riddle's fighting off the... Uh... Reinforcements, though. Oh, my God. And a knee and a kick and then a GTS. Oh. But Dane, with a running cross body, takes Riddle down. And he's got ground and pound of his own. And they're fighting. And now Dane's fighting the security. And it's Riddle on the back of Dane. Just trying to send him to sleep. <laughs> into the side of the stage trying to stop it. Finally gets Riddle to break his hold. But Riddle jumps straight back on. And now Dane with a security man as well takes him off the stage. Shit. Through the tables. Oh, my God. Well, Dane just killed two men there, Dan. What do you reckon? Bloody brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely shocking. Got a, a crazed look on his face. And he's just figuratively, literally just squashed Matt Riddle and a poor round of security guards. That was unbelievable stuff. And... And I love Dane. Dane coming in and doing that to Riddle is fucking brilliant. He's like an absolute monster. And that's what this uh, roster hasn't really got. A, you know, uh, just a straight out monster. And that is what Dane definitely is. And we've seen a new WWE 2K20 trailer. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, it's different, isn't it? Definitely is. Lynch but uh, definitely going to be on the cover alongside Roman Reigns. First time ever. Of course, Lynch tomorrow, well, at SummerSlam will be busy. That's well, that was fun, but now we're going to get that. Well, we're going to see it again. Brilliant. But so we're going to get to more serious business, but there's nothing I want to see more than Matt Riddle driven off a stage with a round of security guard. Five or six years' time, we look at these guys and go, oh, my God, look, he was the security guard and Matt Riddle. That guy that was taken out by Killian Dane and Matt Riddle is yeah. uh, now NXT champion. Oh, my God, Dane just absolutely slaughtered both men. And if they want to make it look like a monster, then Dane's just done that. My God, well, current Evolve champion Austin Theory is in the building and uh, will that mean that we might see a showdown soon to an Evolve and NXT? Oh, that. Austin's a twat. But up next is the North America Championship triple threat. It's Roderick Strong, Velty Dream and Pete Dunne 
Which way will this go? Undisputed Era is calling themselves the omnipotent force here in NXT. And Roderick Strong with designs on their North American title. Roderick Strong is one hell of a man. They don't call him the Messiah of the Backbreaker for nothing. But no matter who he is or what he can do, if he gets the experience that he is asking for, this is the most confident and capable I've ever seen Roderick Strong. Strong will know that he is not big enough to ride this ride. Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream, NXT's provocative prodigy. I don't think you deserve to be the North American champion. From sea to shining sea. Check him out, Velveteen Dream. This man is a symbol of hope. He's a symbol of freedom. Purple Rainmaker. Velveteen Dream is still the North American champion. You know I am the real deal, and I can take your title like that. Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream on the longest reigning champion in NXT history. The Bruiserweight United Kingdom champion, nearly two years. It's that title history that made William Regal believe Pete Dunne should be in with a title opportunity for the North American title. So at TakeOver Toronto, I'm going to win that North American championship. Wait a second! Oh! And then I'll break my own record. Triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. The dream represents North America. I'm the guy that put NXT UK on the map. And the last time the dream checked, he stands here, NXT North American Champion. Oh, my! Takeover Toronto. I gave the United Kingdom Championship prestige. The result is undisputed. I'm going to do the same for the North American Championship. You know who might have regrets men that call the dream's name without reason dream over so we talk about this match and the build up to it and like i said it's going to look like i said on the live show roger strong who you know has been a consistent member of the nxt roster these past couple of years was going to feud with the velveteen dream for north mecca title to kind of make sense of the fact that they're all going for gold and then the grenade that pete dunn was thrown in there and completely turned it on its head. Dunn changes this complex, I think, completely, Dan. What are your thoughts? Absolutely, yeah. I think he turns what could be a, a great match into a, an awesome match. Well, Dunn is just such a great worker. And everything he does is uh, entertaining. And to be met with a dream. And, but Roger Strong, to his credit, has always had great takeovers. And he's always performed well. So you can always expect something special in this match. And as for the Velveteen Dream, he's very charismatic. Uh, you know, he's certainly out there with his uh, persona, which I think is very enjoyable. And, you know, you can't really take your eyes off him. Without doubt, and it's a classic kind of character, you know. We think about all the characters that are created in NXT. He might be the greatest because he's in character all the time. And that's what the Dream is all about. And this North American title run, I think, has been quite enjoyable. You know, him as a champion, I think he carries himself very well, don't you? Absolutely, yeah, he is a very good champion. Speaking of great champions, like Pete Dunne, longest reigning champion WWE, and he'll have his eyes on the gold. But Dream's got the advantage because he's got his third eye. Well, he certainly ruled UK with the championship. Will he rule North America with the title as well? <laughs> You're flagged now. And the Mounties theme. 
Oh, wow. Well, we always love the Mountie. And we're getting all these Mounties. the Mountie. All the Mounties out on the stage. Hang on a minute now. Now they've uh, taken the Mountie gear off and start clapping. And it's the Toronto Raptors 2019 NBA champions. Wow. They're good dancers, aren't they? I didn't know they allowed women on the team. Well, this is a nice surprise, isn't it, Dan? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I want to watch NXT take over to watch some uh, cheerleaders dance. Yeah. And there's the Velveteen Dream as they all bow down to him dressed as a Mountie. And you talk about an entrance any better than the Dreams. And the Dream coming out here ready for action. And the Dream coming out here draped in the Canadian flag's colours. As he said, he's Canadian's representative here today. As we get shot the system for the second time tonight. And Roger Strong looking to take gold, first singles gold in NXT. But he has faced Bobby Roode for the NXT title. And he came up short, but he looks confident here tonight. He can't say confidence to think that Roger Strong hasn't got. No, it took Strong long enough to get ready for his entrance there. And we are just one man, the man who held the UK title for 700 days. And here comes Pete Dunne. So that's a match we're both really looking forward to. It's Pete Dunne's coming out here. But Dan, what I'm really looking forward to knowing is who have you gone for in this match? Here you go. It is you to go. Well, James, I have gone. And new NXT North American champion. Yeah. Pete, Pete. Strong. You've gone strong. Fucking hell. Well, Dan, I have gone for in this match and new NXT Northwest champion Pete Dunn <laughs> 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 so you got your chance I just can't knock back Dunn I think a victory for him tonight is really going to help and it solidify him as just like the next big star of NXT Dan why have you gone strong well I think Dunn's going to have a good showing in this match and I think he's going to hit the bitter end on Velveteen Dream but I think Roderick Strong's going to sneak in, push Dunn out of the way, and get the pinfall. Well, now all three men, the bells rang, and Dream and Dunn facing each other off. And Strong saying, pay attention to him, forget about the other two. <laughs> and Dream with a finger on the lips. Strong takes Dream out, and now going after Dunn. Both men land into each other in the middle of the ring. And Dunn's changed his colours up a bit. He's gone the deep red to, to more of a green. Well, black and green shouldn't be seen, but... Tonight he's hoping for good luck and it's a nice exchange from Strong. Strong and Dunn. And now Dunn bending back the arm of Strong. Oh, <laughs> just step on the elbow, but Roderick Ryan getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble with Velveteen Dream, who packs up into Pete Dunn. Oh my God, now Dream means business. Roderick Strong crawling in the ring, dragging Pete out by his ankle, sending him back first into the ring apron. Now turning his attention to Velveteen Dream. Now Dream with the right hands. Strong trying to block, pushing him off. Big back elbow, Dream now, double axe smash. Looking for the sharpshooter. Oh, did you know that the sharpshooter is 20% more effective if it's done in Canada? <laughs> I really did not know that. True fact. Oh, done on the apron. Now, Roderick Strong just going from pillar to post between Roderick Strong, uh, by, between Pete Dunn and the Dream. And now these two guys working together to take... Roderick Strong out of it. Well, what a weird and wonderful tag team that would be if Dunn and Dream ever dreamed up. Well, I've, I'm, I'm done dreaming. Well, I'm dreaming now, holding his arm of Strong. As Pete Dunn drops the foot onto the elbow of Pete, uh, Roderick Strong. Now they both work together to eliminate him for the Royal Rumble. As Dream gyrates his hips. 
and he's trying to team up, maybe trying to be friendly with Dunn. Dunn's not having any of that, though. But nice exchange now by two men who are beloved for completely different reasons. Absolutely, yeah, and two great characters, but two very, very different people. Now Dream picking Dunn up, but Dunn managed to turn it round. Bitter end. No, Velveteen Dream escaping it and crawling backwards, but oh. posts him. And now Dunn's going to go after Strong, but oh, got caught by Dream. Oh, and then picking up Dream back first off the ring apron. Dunn back first off Barricade. Oh. <laughs> and now just Urinagi planting Dunn onto the back of Dream. And Strong means business here tonight. Well, Strong showing that he definitely deserves to be in this match. Well, Strong goes for the cover, only gets a two. Two. And it's going to take a lot to beat Dunn. So what is Strong's uh, keys to victory, Dan? What's he got to do? He's got to win for you. Uh, I just think he's got to stay alive long enough to be able to snatch the victory or rely on his other Undisputed Era members to assist him as he, you know, as it is a no-disqualification style matchup. There's a few ways that Strong can get the victory here, I suppose. Without doubt, and one way he's looking right now for submission, but I can't remember Dunn ever submitting. Strong's just now holding him up. Dream's on the outside of the covering at the moment. And a huge drop kick to Dunn, and he sends Felton Dream over the top rope. Now Strong backing Dunn up into the ropes. Chops across the chest. Oh, both men going helpful ever at each other. Well, Eric Strong with a knee, though, to kind of slow things down. Backbreaker to Dunn into the cover to... No, but Pete with a kick out. Oh. A Dream off the top of a double axe handle smash. Taking down Roddy Strong. And now Dream trying to build a bit of momentum with a kick and a clothesline. Slide Russian leg sweep. Rolls through into the cover. But only a two count. Two. A backbreaker for Dream to Strong. Giving Roddy a taste of his own medicine. Up top with the elbow drop. Well, Dream definitely proceeds to anything you could do, I could do better. And he always seems to match opponents in that way. As maybe now it's time. Got the sharpshooter locked in. And Strong may tap right now. He doesn't see Pete Dunne climbing up to the top turnbuckle. Oh, he delivers a double foot stomp to the back of the Dream. And now Dunne's going to go flying the outside. But as he does, Dream stops him catching the right hand. And Roddy Strong comes flying through the ropes, takes out Velveteen Dream. And Pete done with a moonsault, taking out both Dream and Strong. He do. Oh, now Dunn building some momentum, brings Strong and Dream back in. Step on his insecurity, now German suplex on Dream. Oh, and does one to Strong, makes him land on Velveteen. Cover on Dream, but a kick out. Ah, uh, that awesome move by Pete Dunn there. And now Dunn grabbing Dream and Strong. <laughs> Got a hand of each of theirs and just stomping away at the jaws and the necks. But the strong dream of fighting back. Now beating down Pete Dunn. Unholy Alliance didn't last long. Both of them now trading and Dunn's back to his feet. <laughs> and all three men are just wailing away at each other. Well, even man getting advantage. Now trading kicks. Oh, my God. Step up in Seguri from strong to dream and one from Dunn to strong. Now Dunn stomps down on both men's hands. <laughs> dream, but he ducked and he caught Roddy instead. Dream Valley driver to Dunn. Olympic slam to Dream. And now he's going to try to pick Dunn up, but Dunn hits him. Turns him inside out. This is what a proper triple threat match is with three men interacting with each other. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, but Pete Dunn with a huge forearm to Dream. And Dunn looks at his superplex Dream, but he's holding on. Dream trying to fight out. He's right hand across the head of Dunn. 
But Dunn's got the fingers of dream, but Strong manages to stop both men. And now all three men in precarious positions. Oh, my God. Strong slam to Dunn off the second rope, and Dunn with, like, an arm drag takedown to Velveteen Dream. And now Strong trying to get up, take out the Dream. Just locks him with forearm, send him to the outside. Dunn up, though. Got a triangle locked in on Strong, who powers Dunn up into... Now Strong, double underhook, but... Dunn catches him. Into the triangle. Not locked in fully. Strong drags him back to the turnbuckle. Referee can't force a break, though. Well, no disqualification, but Dream's getting up. But he's on the other side of the ring. Oh. Drops the elbow. Coast to coast elbow. Unbelievable impact there. He hit the target perfectly. And all three men are down. And I've no, way, I've no idea which way this is going to go. And now Strong with a knee to Dream. One to Pete Dunn as well. Both men are worse for wear trying to hold themselves up against the ring ropes. Oh my God. And just running along, bouncing elbows off the jaws of both of them. Picks up Dream, just slams him down. Got done. Double underhook powerbomb. And now he's got both men. And come on, he can't do this, surely. Don't call me Shirley. But he's turning them both round in a scorpion deathlock. No, it's like Wolf Jericho. Jericho. Boston Crab. Uh, Boston Crab slash Wolf in. Dream, will he tap? Well, Dunn. I think Dunn's out of it somehow. And Strong's in serious trouble. Dan, which way is this going to go? Hopefully Strong. <laughs> what way do you think it's going to go? I have no idea. His Dream is in trouble but kicking away. Pete Dunn with a joint manipulation to Strong. Dream with a kick to the back of the head sends Strong into Dunn. No, don't be stupid. Dream picking up Dunn. And Strong. Oh, but they both managed to get out. Done with a joint manipulation. And he pulls Dream into the path of Roderick Strong. And now Dunn's got the hands of Strong and Dream. He's going to break both men's fingers. Snaps them both back. Gets the referee to check. Bitter end to Strong. But Dream's distracting the ref. To... Oh, and Dream's stopping the count. Well, he's stopping the ref. Dunn had it won. There goes your chance of winning yeah. it, I think. But then you've got a really pissed off Pete Dunn. And now he's just working the arm of the Velveteen Dream. And Dunn's got hold of the legs. Now he's got the arm. And, oh my God, just stomp Dream. Into the mat. That might be it. Oh, strong manages to dodge Dunn. Huge elbow to the side of Pete Dunn's head. And Dream's out of it. And now it's, what well, it Strong's chance? No, he's got him. Bitter end. Reverse. No, reversed. German suplex. Dunn lands on his knees. Hits kick to the side of the head. Strong rolling through. And the Boston Crab's in. Dunn is caught. Cool. Now makes the impact even worse. And Dream's throwing Strong to the outside. He's going to try and finish Dunn off himself. Dream Valley driver. And Strong throws Dream over the top. And he's going to put Pete Dunn away. End of heartache. We've got a new champion. Oh. oh. Dream with the elbow, one, two. two. The dream win. No. And Pete Dunn eats the pin. Oh, my God. That's got God. to be a point off for you. No, point off for me. No, don't be silly. My God there, Dan. What did you think of that? That match was absolutely unbelievable, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Again, all of them, they was just performing brilliantly, and it was really fluid motions, no waiting for spots, just bang, bang, bang. Uh, I'd love to see another 10 matches between these three. 
Yeah, without a doubt, it was a thing of beauty. And the man we gave no chance to actually came out victory. And probably the best thing to happen when we both got on opposite sides. The dream is still champ. Done each the pin. And there will be more to go down the line for this. But I think a fantastic match. Uh, but didn't go the way we thought. But then again, means the perfect score for me is not on. Which, you know, it's a bit of a shame. But still, let's not complain too much. After that, neither of us get a point. So it's still 2-1, but with still two matches to go. So the Dream walking out as North America champion. What a surprise. The fans go home happy. Canadian for the day. So up next is the women's title on the line. And it's Shania Basler versus Mia Yim. I grew up in SoCal near LA. It was a war zone right outside my house. I had to be standing on my own two feet. Since day one. I be in it all night. I be in it all day. Tango ombre, eat verses like they on Been an outcast dying, dissing on Wrestling was an escape. I was born to fight. This is just gonna be the beginning. Because of the fans, because of their support, they're the reasons why I'm here. And I'll be damned to let them down. My motivation to become NXT Women's Champion is to show these people that it's possible, even when everything is against you. She's got a great story. Pulled herself up from the streets, came from nothing. It's going to take a little more than a great story to impress me. When you're in the ring across from me, story always ends the same. Tap. She is dangerous. Ruthless. Malicious. Nap. Disagreeable. Calculate. Merciless. Snap. The first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion. This division is more talented than it's ever been. And I'm the champion. I got hired on this company based on what I achieved. She got hired because a bunch of fans chanted her name. Has she earned a title shot? She hasn't even earned her job here. Shayna's only been dominant because she had these two bitches behind her back. Has she ever won anything on her own? I'm not just the champion. I'm the feared champion. It's always been Shayna plus two. That's why I took out her two lackeys. She attacks them from behind and injures them? Mia Yim doesn't even deserve a title shot. She deserves a prison sentence. What's it like to know that you ain't the baddest woman in NXT anymore? Take over Toronto, I will put her and her street trash fantasies to sleep. At take over Toronto, she's gonna be looking across the ring, no friends, no allies, and see someone that doesn't fear her. She doesn't compare to me, and she surely hasn't achieved the things that I have. The NXT Women's Championship is coming to the HBIC. This is my championship. This, this is, is my division. So we're going to look at the promo, Dan. What are your thoughts on the build-up? Um, well, you know, Miriam saying that she's uh, kind of been brought up in hard times and Basler's just like, I really don't care. Um, we, You know, we, we see... Mia Yim taking out uh, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir and then her as well. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird story, but you know, even though they've been attacked, had their hair clo- head closed indoors and slammed into lockers, and you know, been beating the fuck out of you know that Duke and Shafir are going to be here in some capacity tonight to disrupt proceedings and spoil the match. Yeah, I've got to agree with you that if you think this is the way it's going to go down, can the, the head baddie in charge actually pull out a member performance much like Candice Ray earlier? Even if it is in defeat, you know. So we're going to look, try and look at the positives. With Baszler, what can she do in this match that shows to you that she wants to try something different? Or is it that she tries something different that makes you think, there we go. Well, not have Duke and Shafir. I think that would probably be the best thing that she could do. Mia Yim's got some dancers out. They're probably the uh, Toronto Raptors dancers just wearing a different outfit. Yeah. There's Matt Riddle. So he's come out with them as well. That's nice. Yeah, bro. But Mia Yim is here. Millions coming out here to impress here tonight. The biggest opportunity of her career is going to find it right here in Toronto. Can she upset the odds against Shania Baszler? Well, here's hoping. So prediction-wise in this one, Dan, I have gone for, and I always go against Shania Baszler, so you got to remember that, I have gone for in this match, Shania Baszler. I too have gone for boring Baszler. And boring Baszler. I didn't want to, but once bitten... 28 times shy, and I think for me, that uh, time has now come to start going with Baszler until she eventually beats Oscar's record. And here she comes, the Queen of Spades, the submission magician, and I'm sure Io Shai will be in this, as Baszler's coming out alone. She normally does, but then she don't stay alone for long. She's got a five head. That's your envelope for tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, I've got your envelope for tomorrow here. <laughs> so Baszler is ready... To be dominant here, can she prove she can do it by herself? She's used to the co-main event slot at TakeOver. The second women's match of the night. As we get the introductions. Bit tubby. And Baze is definitely confident getting in the face of Mia Yim. And they're changing face of the women's division. We saw Yo Shai and Candice Ray earlier. Now tonight, Baze and Yim. Baze has been dominant, but can it be Yim's chance to walk away with the gold? And Kisevich, what's Mia Yim got to do then, Dan, if she wants to try and beat Baze? Um, try and get it done quickly before the rest of the Hall's women come out. Um, just try and catch Shane and Basil off a game, really. Well, you've got to think Basil's probably been knocked off a game most by Kari Sane, so you've got to try and bring what she brought at that time, which you can't really call for. With Yim, it's well known what she's all about. Basil would have studied her. It's a little bit of exchange. Yim grabs the ear. Any means necessary. <clears throat> She's been doing this for a decade now, finally gets a chance on the big stage. As Baszler grabs the arm. Bends the wrist up inside to Mia Yim's armpit. But Yim grabs the nose but kicked down by Baszler. Yim saying, come at me. Yim kicking Baszler down and Baszler grabbing the arm. And maybe look for the cross arm breaker. But Yim grabbing, fish hooking Baszler's mouth. Now again turns it round. Got it locked. And grabbing the hair trying to get out. Trying to extend the arm. But Yim manages to get that bottom rope. Baszler using the whole five count before she breaks. Or four count, shall I say. But Yim seemed to like that in a couple of arm drags now. She's working the arm. Baszler getting to her feet. Irish ripped into the ropes. A beautiful Hulkam runner. Running boot from Mia Yim. Lines up. Hits a cannonball. And we talked about constant offence. And that's what Yim's bringing right now. Baszler had to go to the outside. And Mia looks set to go flying. But Basler wise to it. Just catch her with a huge forearm. Well, a knockout shot maybe there. Now Baszler's got Yim. But Mia turns it round, throws Basler into the steel steps. Now he's got the arm. 
twists it round and just slams her shoulder into the steel steps. And I've got it in between the stairs and the ring post and trapping it in there. And she's smiling. It's using Baszler's hurt in the arm. Yeah. You... Oh, seated drop kick into the stairs where Baszler's arms was trapped. And that might have shattered the elbow of the women's champion. That's eat something like that. Salford. <clears throat> and now referee's taking the time. And that gives Baszler enough to roll out the way. And no one's brought the fight like this before, but she managed to get some separation for the time being. Now Baszler's going to come running in and Yim... Got nowhere to go. Knee right to the face. Clubbing blow to the back, but you can see Baz is in a lot of trouble. And Baz the kick in the arm and Mia Yim. Snap mad and a kick to the back. Simple but effective. And goes for the cover, but Yim managing to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. She'll have a lot of fight left in her. And Baz now to try and get the arm. And now she's got the arm bending it back. Yim fighting out of a slap. I think that's just pissed Bazler off. Bazler gets a top mount. Can't use her right arm. Pulls it back. We've seen this before. Bends a left arm of Yim back as both of them with a broken wing. Now it's Baszler's in control as Yim trying to fight back and Shania just trying to take home the advantage even if the strikes do hurt. Shania seems to have forgotten that she's hurt her arm. And rolls through now, it's got the arm of Yim. Well, Baszler's already beaten Yim in the semi finals of the May Young Classic. Well, that was a long time ago. Mia Yim's hopes she's changed since then, but it's Baszler's in control now. And a huge kick taking Yim out. Goes for the cover, manager to kick out. Ah. That's basically again with the arm just twisting it around that second rope. With the boot to the face for good measure. And Yim in a corner just taking the kicks at the moment. Again, Baszler just working the arm. And now he's got the finger turn it round. And Yim must be in excruciating pain. As Baszler just bending the arm and the fingers. I don't think the arm should be bent into them positions. Yim with the hair just dragging Baszler down to the mat. Charles following it up, but he gets caught with a clothesline. Basler's in a lot of pain. And now trying to go for the cover, but Yim again, shoulder up at two. Two. And now just got hold of the arm, just trying to twist, and Yim knows she's got to fight out of this again, grabbing the hair. Yim sent into the rope. Uh, Basler sent into the ropes on a roll up, but only a two count. Two. And Amir just kicking the arm as Basler tries striking with it. With Shana responding with a drop kick into a cover. Two. No. Again, another two count. Two. That's right, I was just tired. And now Baze's got the arm of Yim. Again, tying up. Yim gets that rope, breaks the count. Basler back into it, though. And it's just a simple play. Again, beyond the ref's back. That's twice Mia Yim's gotten away with uh, naughty tactics. And a knee and the kick missed. Baze can't see straight. It gives Yim a chance to hit the back suplex. And now it's Yim trying to build some momentum. Close on and the kick taking Baze down. Follows up with a chop to the chest. And now Yim going for the strikes. Oh, and Yim sending Baszler into that top rope. Didn't really work out. I'm going to try again now. And now this time Yim hits the overhead belly-to-belly suplex. But Baszler rolls to the outside. Is that a safe haven for her or is Yim going to follow her up? Mia comes diving through. On the side now. Trying to get the crowd back on side. She throws her in. As Yim springs in with a DDT. One, two... No. Oh. Basler with a kick out. Oh. Yim comes in with a kick, but punches it. Just a knee to the chest. And goes for another one, and Yim must be knocked out now. One, two, no. Mia with the kick out. Oh. Well, Yim's still got a lot of fight left in her. And Basler might be getting a little bit frustrated now. Bad arm and all. It might give Yim a chance to get back into this. And now suplex by Basler. Going to attempt. No, couldn't lift her up with that bad arm. 
Yim escapes. Flapjacks Basler onto the top turnbuckle. Ah, the tarantula locked in. Is that, is that the name? <laughs> Shout out to Jerry. There is Yim. Puts Basler in some pain. Now look to go up. Basler stops her in her tracks, though. Mir's in no man's land. And Basler now, she's going to try maybe a gut wrench. Well, she's attempting it, but she just can't lock her arms. Well, the injured arms help Yim in this match. And now what can she try? What's she going to try now? Oh, my God. One, two. Oh. oh. Well, like a sunset flip turned Baszler. Ends. And the fans who maybe weren't paying attention definitely sat up and took notice then. Well, definitely an impressive move for Mia Yim. And that's not going to help the bad arm of Baszler at all. And Mia Yim gets up and she's uh, she's got a bit of a smirk on her face. No, Dan, she's not smirking. She's just looking to finish off Baszler. <laughs> well, the Kirifuga clutch is locked in. Well, Yim tried to go for the kick and Baszler... Had it, and now Yim's got hold of the arm. Uh, but Yim going for the injured arm and a couple of headbutts to the jaw. Stop Shayna. Well, that's how quickly Baszler is, but now Yim's got the arm. She's going to return the favour. Oh! Oh, it comes around, goes around. And now Baszler's in serious trouble. Yim with a kick, and now the arm. Cross arm breaker, but Baszler's doing the best she can to block it. Well, the hand hurts, the fingers can't extend properly, and now... Yim just raking a boot over Baszler's face. And now she's got it extended, but Baszler rolling through into the Kirifuga clutch. And Baszler's got Yim. Yim's still fighting. And again, Yim still trying to escape it. Well, a bad arm, and now Yim's got a little bit of breath, but Baszler's got the, got the leg triangle now. And Yim has to tap out there. <laughs> And that is it. And Baszler, if she can't beat uh, with the Kirifuda clutch, she'll try something else. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Um, well, you know, I wasn't expecting much from it. And it certainly delivered. I think Mia Yim is a legitimate badass. Um, and Shayna Baszler has actually gone up slightly in my estimation from that. You know, she done it on her own. Yeah, you know, some might not have called Mia Yim uh, a legitimate challenger. But I think she stepped up to the mark. But... Yeah, you know, it's good for Basler to do things on her own for once. No, without a doubt, and that's what it proved here. I mean, a bit sloppy at times, but I think Yim shows that she deserves a chance on NXT and Basler again, the undisputed champion. But you've got to think Io Shai's watching this and thinking she's going to bring the fight to Basler at some point. But not a bad women's title match. And like I said, going up in estimation, me, Yim. Basler, not as much. It's basically the same kind of stuff, really, just a different submission finish. So. Anywho, after that means we both get a point, so it's 3-2 heading into our last match. Well, Yim comes up just short as Baza is still your champion. Now she's beating Yim twice. Is there anybody left for Baszler to beat in NXT? And don't forget, we have got a huge live weekend at the end of this month as well. Because Friday, August 30th, we will be bringing you three episodes of NXT UK right up to date before we are live Saturday for TakeOver Cardiff. We'll bring you the live pre-show, which should be absolutely awesome. And then Sunday, we'll bring you the event in its entirety. What a huge weekend that is at the end of this month. 
And talking of NXT UK, we've got the United Kingdom champion, Walter, watching on. I wonder what he thought of Pete Dunne's performance today. Well, maybe he thinks he's, he's done himself a favour by getting rid of him because that's the man who lost earlier. The undefeated, but the man who will face him at NXT TakeOver Cardiff is also here. The very first UK champion, and I've got to say, he's looking mighty trim. But speaking of champions, there's only one match left, and it's for the NXT Championship. There's going to be two out of three falls. It's Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. And let's have a look at the promo. Looking back on it, I, uh, I don't know. I take over 25. Adam Cole was the better man. One more. I'll see you later. Adam Cole, since joining NXT, you said that you wanted to be at the top. Tonight, you captured the NXT championship. Just what is going through your head? Uh, I don't know, a little saying called, I told you so. <laughs> the Undisputed Era shocks the system again. Adam Cole is the NXT champion. Johnny Gargano made the mistake of believing he was special. When the fact remains, Johnny Gargano is nothing more than a second-rate Adam Cole. As soon as TakeOver 25 ended, I sat back and I, I thought, where do I go now? And that's a very real question in my mind. Where do I go now? Because I scratched and I clawed and I got to the top of the mountain. But now what? Now what? I think what I'm going after now is realizing who Johnny Gargano really is. Definitely come up with a situation to end this before, but it's obviously not enough. I take over Toronto. It will be Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship again in a two out of three falls match. This time it'll be a little different. Johnny Gargano gets to pick one of the stipulations. Adam Cole gets to pick the other. And if this does go to a third fall, I will pick the other stipulation. Adam Cole has chosen straight up wrestling match. I have chosen street fight. Cole versus Gargano. The book will be closed after this match. And I also know what happens, and only I know, if this match goes one fall apiece. May the best man win. So, Dan, the build-up to this has been quite interesting because it's been all about Johnny Wrestling and Adam Cole this past year or so, ever since the vacant NXT title was up for grabs and Gagano finally got to the top of the mountain. But it didn't last long. Take over 25 and Adam Cole, two out of three falls, walking away with the championship. Will it be any different tonight, Dan? What we thought of the build-up to this? I think the build-up's been good. And I th- you know, I do like these long storyline payoffs. And, you know... We've seen so many stories on the main roster that start up and are over as quick as you like. And it does it does get a bit fed up because you don't even have a chance to get invested in this. But with, especially with just the Johnny Gagano story, 
it's been something that you can be invested in. You know, you felt for him when he was part of uh, DIY, when Tommaso Ciampa turned on him, and then, like, you know, Johnny kind of treaded water until Ciampa came back, and then, you know, you kind of, you kind of finally see him overcome his demons by defeating Ciampa, doing whatever it took. You know, he kind of slipped to the dark side a bit to try and overcome that. And, you know, he reaches the top, and then, you know, the man... Adam Cole kind of comes in and Diff needs to have had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a series going on. And it, it is a good investment. Without a doubt, you know, classic encounters, as you say, as Johnny Gagala's come out here. Is that old-style X-Men in you know, a blue and white? Maybe look, trying to look like Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, with Johnny Gargano, he always wears something extraordinary for the TakeOver events. Johnny TakeOver, Johnny Wrestling, whatever you want to call him, Johnny Former Champion. Well, I doubt you can always marvel at what he does, but Canada is a very important place for Johnny Gagano as well because that's where he won the tag team titles with uh, Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver in Canada. So can Lightning Strike twice tonight? But the fans were charting Adam Cole and they're ready for the NXT champ to come out. And he's really, really grown into position right now of being the man on NXT. So, you know, you're saying that the roster is lacking. Do you think Adam Cole's kind of keeping the roster's head above water. I think he really is. I think the Undisputed Era and the storyline going on at the moment is one of the few saving things. You know, Johnny Gagano's been around for a while, but so has Adam Cole, you know, making his debut just, you know, three years ago against McIntyre. Yeah, I was going to say, how did his debut go? He, uh, <laughs> he, he beat down your man, Drew McIntyre. He did, and what a statement. And now look at him. The crowd heavily invested in everything Adam Cole does. Well, it is best of three falls if it gets to three falls you know it might be over in two. Oh my gosh huge adam cole baby but like you said uh adam cole picked up a straight up singles match because he doesn't want any shenanigans even though johnny wrestling picked the street fight and really regal now has picked this crazy steel cage match but both men just chomping at the bit to get the job done well before this gets fast and furious yeah. i've gone for Adam Cole. You've gone Adam Cole in this one, and I too, Dan, have gone Adam Cole, which means I do win takeover, no matter what happens here. But why have you gone Cole for? Well, I was kind of going for a, a sort of an Undisputed Era theme today. I went for Strong to get the victory. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel Johnny has achieved all he can in NXT. I think that's fair. I think apart from maybe finishing the story with Champa, but technically, I think they could do that on the main roster as well if they if they told it well enough. Well, no, because you know exactly what's going to happen if and when they go up to the main roster. They're going to be a tag team called DIY, <laughs> and there is going to have never been any problems between them whatsoever. And we have the same storyline. But who's next then for Adam Cole to challenge him for the NXT title? Um, well, you know, you've got Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, uh, maybe even... Cameron Grimes when he beats your guy in the tournament? Well, we'll see what happens. Of course, they do get a title shot of their choosing. But we'll find out what happens right now. It's two out of three falls for the NXT title. Johnny Gagaza and Adam Cole for the third time. Or for the... (laughs) Well, this one is just a straight-up singles match. And Adam Cole, by himself, wants to get the job done and prove that he's one of the greatest NXT champions of all time. And the crowd, hot for this already, as Garno's laser focused. Laser. So where would you say Johnny Gagano rates in uh, the best NXT performers of all time? I think Gagano's top three. I think 
when you look at people from NXT, in my head, it's Balor, Zayn, and Gagano. And you could chop and change between the three, really. No, Oscar? Oscar, maybe. But when I, when I think about kind of just the impact, I mean, with NXT title, with women's and tag team, I mean, it might be slightly different. But I think those are the three guys that I'd put. I mean, what three would you say? If NXT for you, male superstars. Um, male NXT superstars. I would say, yeah, Johnny is definitely top two, maybe three. Um, I even think Tommaso Ciampa because, you know, he's kind of achieved a lot. He's, you know, he's had a, a huge heel turn. He's had, you know, the, the puppet master style. He's been a tag team champion. He's been an NXT champion. So why not have him up there as well? Um, who else? Well, I think that Adam Cole as well, you know, is a guy who... I don't, I don't know. I don't. I think Adam Cole in the top five is probably number six or seven. <laughs> I've got a feeling that he's going to try, you know. Yeah, you know, maybe if he's if he sticks around in a in a year or so, then yeah, he probably could climb up the table. But I don't know. I just I don't think Adam Cole's kind of achieved as much as he can in NXT yeah. yet. I think it's all about the title reign. Like I say, see how he is as NXT champions. There've been eight NXT champions in the past. Uh, but we see in the early go, both men know each other so well. By you know, Adam Cole going for the last shot, Gagano with the Gagano escape. Need man can get it and then trying to super kick. And it's just at a standstill. Well, these guys, you know, they've had a few matches already in the past, and they're just chopping and changing. It's like a game of one-upmanship now between these two. And Gagano with a hurricane runner sending side, sending Cole to the outside and just following up with a huge drop kick through the ropes. <clears throat> So, uh, which way do you see these fools going? Do you think it's going to end up the classic three stages? Yeah, it's got it's, it's got to be that way. So Adam Cole's got a you know, two ones. So maybe yeah, like I said, Cole with the first pin, and then Gagano because then he's like lose two straight. Then it might help him out. Well, no, the thing, the way I'm seeing it as is Adam Cole chose this match, so Johnny Gagano. Johnny Gagano chooses the next match, so Adam Cole's. Got and then because William Regal chose the third match, it'd be a bit up in the air, but, you know, eventually Adam Cole's going to win that. Yeah, it'd be true, two straight falls for Adam Cole as well. So, I mean, it would show that he's definitely deserving to be champ. I mean, if he can beat Gagana here without any help whatsoever, then I think he'll prove that, you know, he is the best at this moment in NXT. As Gagana now is just going to work the leg on Adam Cole. But I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but Johnny Gagano seems best when he's going for a title mm. as opposed to defending it. I think some wrestlers are. You know, I think with Gagano, it's all about the challenge and the chase. It's kind of excitement, like I said, when he is champion. It's like, well, we've, we've, we've got it now. You know, it's kind of, what do you want to do? It's the excitement and anticipation. It's a bit like Becky Lynch, you know, like she was excited when she was chasing it and then she got it and we're like, oh, okay, right. And now Gagano's got Cole locked in the submission is he gets to the bottom rope to break it, working on that leg. And, of course, that's where Cole's offense mostly comes from with the super kicks and even the last shot. He's just stomping away at Adam Cole's right leg. But you do something that's going to injure him and it's, it goes down the line to the next pinfall and the next pin match and the next match. So, you know, it is official to target a body part throughout the whole setup and just go with that. Well, we saw how um, for, uh, how bad the injury affected Baszler in the last match as well with the arm. So you know it's going to carry through. And even though she came out with the victory, she wasn't 100%. And that's what Gagano is definitely trying to do now. And, you know, Shayna Baszler had to kind of put herself off her game and change things up. Gagano looking to jump over the top rope to possibly Tornado DDT. 
Adam Cole, but Cole fine it off, and then Gagano looking for that potentially um, the elevated DDT. Oh! But drags Gagano to the outside, and Wheelbarrow suplexes him back first over the edge of the ring apron, and that looked very painful. Oh my god, well, the hardest part of the ring, and Cole's leg might be in trouble, but now it's the lower back of Gagano. Huge impact, Cole throws him back in, and then Cole hits a beautiful net breaker. Thinking about things, though. Adam Cole has held it all in NXT. I mean, if you're going for the tag team titles in the Freebird role, champion and our current NXT champion. Uh, success has followed Adam Cole, even though it's taken a long time to get to the top, and it's all about staying there as well. And when he's fighting with someone like Johnny Gagano, who again, he's, he's done it all in NXT when it comes to North American champion and tag team champion as well. These Another two... One. Another neck breaker from Cole goes for a cover, but only a two count. Two. What was you saying? I was at least old. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, even Johnny Gagano's had all three, hasn't he? Yeah, as I'm saying, yeah. North American champ, tag champ, DIY, of course. So, so um, can they carry on that kind of success on the main roster when they inevitably move up? Well, the only thing with the whole Gagano back is his height, because, you know, let's not forget when he first came in. Yeah, but how tall is the current WWE champion? I mean, it's Kofi Kingston. He's no bigger, maybe slightly smaller than Johnny Gagano. Yeah, but it took Kofi 10 years. So, 11. I mean, he's, he's talking about 11, like Gagano. Yeah, all right, you might get a chance, but it's probably going to be in a decade, you know? So, this is why he's got to be uh, careful. I, 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 I don't see that because, you know, especially, you know, since Daniel Bryan, there have been a few smaller champions, and it kind of seems that the WWE Championship is going through its round of having smaller wrestlers representing it you had AJ Styles he's not a big guy you've had uh, Daniel Bryan Kofi you know neither of them uh, any bigger than Johnny Gagano Adam Cole now just trying to wear down Gagano's submission but Johnny grabs a leg gets out of it into the ankle lock but it's a bit I mean hopefully Gagano but like I said he first came in with the CWC he's known as a cruiserweight with a chumper he's got that storyline to go on but out of the two, I see more success for Adam Cole just because of the Undisputed Era kind of group and where they can go from there as well on the main roster. Don't get me wrong, there's no doubt in how entertaining and great Gagano is. But it's just, like you said, that transition. But again, you know, with every great Johnny Gagano, you need someone that's going to be a fawn in his side. It won't work. You know, the Johnny character won't work unless you have got an Adam Cole. Tommaso Ciampa, that's always going to try and beat him down and say you're not good enough, and then, you know, he proves himself time after time. Without a doubt, Cole came off the second there. Gagano had it scouted. Overhead, belly to belly suplex into the turnbuckle, and though both men finally get to the feet. Cole struggling to stand up, but both men slugging out in the middle of the ring. Both men ducking each other's shots. And Gagano with a huge shot to the leg, taking Cole out, sending him into the corner. Gagano starting to speed things up a bit. Rolls Cole up and then plants him in the side of the head with a kick. Gagano got thrown on the apron. He came diving in, but Cole had it scouted. Lifts him up for a suplex. Gagano escapes with a knee to the head. Sit out powerbomb. A beautiful move there, but only gets two. Two. It's like a blue thunderbomb, that, wasn't it? But it just shows the innovation of both men just trying new things because they know each other so well. They have it scouted. You're going to see all these new moves pulled out. Oh, Gagano with the forearms and the chops. And now going for 10 punches in the corner. Oh, looking for his uh, patented kick to Johnny Gagano, but he had it scouted again. Hung Adam Cole up on the second rope and just dropped all his weight onto that right knee. And now Gagano's got the figure four in. 
Is that an inverted figure for now? It's a normal figure for now. Mm. He's got Cole Colt in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Cole Colt. But he gets shot up at two. Two. And now Gagano with a kicks as well. As Cole's just trying to pull his body weight to the bottom rope. Gets there for a break. And we've still not had a first fall yet as both men. Still very tentative as Gagano grabs the leg. Again trying the ankle but a back elbow by Cole. And now he picks him up on his shoulders but Gagano's fighting off with the elbows. Inseguri. Cole blocks it. Now he's got the wheelbarrow again. And another German into the cover. But Gagano managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now Cole will go for a suplex. Club in the back of Gagano. Gagano manages to go behind though. Dodges Inseguri. Cole misses with a kick. Cole sends Gagano into the second rope. Springing back with a clothesline. Blocked. And then Cole with a super kick. Gagano with a kick to the head. Cole responds by chopping down a tree of Gagano. Goes up to the second. And he went for that. Panama Playboy. But, oh my god, got caught by Gagano. Sit down with him. But Cole managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And a huge NXT chart as the action just keeps heating up. And a huge chop by Gagano. Sets Adam Cole off that top turnbuckle. And he might be going for that Panama top, but Gagano holding on. Cole lands on the bad leg. Gagano off and uh, knees to the gut from Cole. Mishinoku driver into the pin, but only a two count. Two. Ooh, she's grossing. Now again, both men matching each other move for move. Super kick attempt block. So was Cole's. Close lines, ducked, and then double close line each other down. Well, it looked like Cole went for the wheelbarrow there, but Gagano had it blocked, sent Cole face first into barricade, threw him back in. Springboard's over the top rope, catching with a DDT into the cover, but only a two count. Two. Super kick off the edge of the apron. And now Cole's in trouble as he gets thrown back in the ring. Gagano springboarding through, but getting caught with a kick to the head. Cole follows it up with a second to the jaw. Uchi Garushi. <laughs> you sound just like Mama Renato calling that then. Well. Can only get a two though. Two. Why do you need to go Japanese? We're not fucking watching NJPW. This isn't the Japanese commentary. Why don't you just say fucking neckbreaker? <laughs> Suplex neckbreaker. Suplex. Yeah, the old boing flip kicking head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what Renato Mara's like. Mamma mia! All right, mate, reel it in a fucking bit. You only fucking DDT'd him. Well, Cole's getting frustrated. He's not the only one. He says Gagano back to the turnbuckle. Now we maybe starting to think he can't get the job done. Well, he's shown he can get the job done, but I don't know. Does Cole think he's got something to prove? Does this, is it not just like, well, he's actually overcoming Mr. NXT? I think this is the thing. And on the night, can he get the job done? This is a question that Cole's asked himself in the back of his mind. Is Gagano tonight? Oh, journey. hang on a minute, but Adam Cole's going out to grab a steel chair, and if he uses it, he will be getting disqualified. And the referee telling him just that. He's just wasting time now. Oh! Well, distracting the referee while he's getting a chair out, and he just kicks Gagano square in the plums. But somehow Gagano's still managing to kick out. Ow! And bad balls and all, Gagano is still in this one. And Cole's plan didn't work. And now Cole's picked up the chair. He's going to take a seat and just pose in front of Johnny Gagano as he lays on the floor. And I'm sure every man knows what it's like to have your balls kicked. Well, what a mockery Adam Cole is making of Gagano, just taunting him with a chair. Now he's looking maybe to swing for the fences. Well, James, I don't want to say it, but I've already told you my plans. In a two out of three falls match, I would use a steel chair. Risk getting disqualified for the first one and beat the fuck out of him 
enough so I can get the next two pinfalls easy. Well, Cole super kick Gagano, but he's back up with a chair. Referee saying, don't do it. And Gagano's got himself disqualified, given Cole the first fall. But is it wise from Gagano? Well, like I said, it's the strategy you'd use, but Gagano seems happy about that as well. He knows, he knows he's using my strategy. And now it's a street fight, so anything goes. As he just beats the granny out of Adam Cole with a steel chair. It must have hit him at least eight times. At least 12 times. And the chair was actually broken. And now it's Gagano's chance to have a seat. <laughs> Gagano now saying, that's why it's a street fight. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Gagano just throws the chair at Cole, who's on the outside and dies for the ring out. And Cole now trying to jump over barricade. Escaping into the fans. Well, we know about the Gagano escape, but Cole's trying to escape from Gagano as he grabs hold of him. Got a fans cut and just bounces it over the head of Adam Cole. He probably paid thirty dollars for that. And the fans who think probably didn't have the best seats can now see the action close up. As Gagano's just dragging Cole around the arena, bouncing his head off everything and anything. Gagano just bouncing Adam Cole's head off anything he can get. <laughs> Now Gagano up. Bang, double X handle smash onto the head of Cole. But does he seem more confident than Gagano? Does he seem, I, I mean, even well, that, you know. You say confidence, <laughs> he just grabs a fan's phone and takes a selfie of himself with them. He seems more comfortable now. He's, he's got control of this. And like I said, maybe it was game plan all along. Bad and Cole starting to fight back now. Has Gagano got a bit too cocky and complacent? Well, Gagano's going to try and suplex, but Cole's fighting off. He's fighting for his life right now. Well, Gagano comes back with a huge super kick. Is a strip falls count anywhere, or has it still got to be done in the ring? I think it's still got to be done in the ring, but referee's out with him at the moment, just checking. And there's a walk the way around the arena. And now Cole's on the chair. <laughs> oh, gets pushed into all the sound of staging area and that. Cole's still fighting back, doing the best he can. I don't know whether he is just to escape Gagano. Oh, and they've made the ring announcer's area collapse. Oh, Gagano jumped across, landed on Cole through the barricade, and it came down like the walls of Jericho. Not allowed to say that word in WWE. What? what? Did he actually say that? Copycat. And now Gagano on the announce table, and he's moving all the monitors. He's got the bottle of water, making sure that's safe. Well, the fans want the tables, and they're definitely getting them now. Pedigree. Oh, Cole dropping to one knee, fighting out, raking the eyes of Gagano. And he means necessary to survive, and now he's got Gagano. Double underhook blocked by Gagano. Oh! Now he reverses it, flips Cole over, sends him into the announce table. Cole looks like he's got a bullseye on his forehead. And Gagano has put a beating on Adam Cole. And any language Mauro Ronaldo sounds like a. And Cole is in serious trouble, and. And anybody thought Gagano might have made a mistake, I think right now with a smile on his face, Cole is completely out of it. Well, Cole really hasn't had a look in in this fall. And Johnny Gagano was looking to climb into the ring, but he says, nope, I haven't done enough just yet. And in the eyes of the Dudley boys, Gagano, get the tables. Oh, Gagano's bringing the hardware in, and he just wants to put a hurt into Adam Cole. And I don't know if he's finished just yet. One more table. Hey, listen to me. He's getting another table. Oh, what's better than one table? Two of them. Two. Johnny Tables. That's a new one. Now Johnny just thrown a couple of chairs in as well. We need a ladder. 
Oh my word, what a huge shot there by Adam Cole. Was that the last one? I think it was the last one, I think it's Shining Wizard. And now he's got Gagano with a chair there. Shushi Kiroshi on the chair, goes for the cover. But Gagano kicks out. Ah, what's that move called? The Itchy Bad Rasher. And now Cole's setting up that chair between the top and second turnbuckle. Looking to bounce Gagano's head off that chair, set up in the corner, but Gagano blocks it. Fighting back the best he can. Oh my god, trying to pick up Adam Cole. Looking for the snake eyes, but Cole fakes going high, hits low. Gagano fights out. Oh, snake eyes. Oh my god, Cole went straight in there like a javelin. And the chair was the javelin catcher, and straight into the Gagano escape. Adam Cole taps almost immediately. Levels things up here. And one each as we head into the third and final fall. And we now know it's going to be the steel cage match. But you've got to think Cole is on the way out at the moment. Gagano dominating. And all the officials there, they're uh, rushing around to prepare the ring for the, uh, the hellacious structure. That William Regal's come up with. Yeah, he's got Tony wep- Gagano looks happy to see it coming down. They've got weapons surrounding it. Looks like barbed wire there. Still chairs. Extinguisher kendo stick. This is really an asylum they're locked in. And we've seen the highlights of what we've already seen. Of course, first of all, disqualification. Gagano using the chair. And the second one, Cole goes face first into the steel chair. And Gagano escaped. Had no choice. But Cole, using a bit of sense there, tapping out so quickly... And knowing maybe later on he's going to have to hold on for dear life. As the referees are preparing the ring, we get a quick replay of everything that's gone on in the past couple of falls. So, theoretically, Adam Cole hasn't actually won a fall. Johnny Gagano lost the first one and won the second one. Yeah, so, I mean, this is to see if Cole can actually pin Gagano. Or is he going to fluke his way? With the NXT title on the line. And Johnny Gagano has got a really crazy look in his eyes. He sees like all the uh, accoutrement on. There's chains, there's chairs attached to the cage. There's sledgehammers, there's ladders. There's everything you could ever imagine. So the steel cage has lowered around the ring. Hired around the cage. This is a question that we're going to ask. That's a throwback to episode one or two. And you can't win by escaping the cage. You have to win via pinfall. Or submission. And the bell rings and Cole is going to climb, try and go for one of the weapons. Gagano blocks. And now the fight is on. And now both men just trading. Gagano's getting the advantage. Cole with a kick. Gagano springs off the ropes into another kick. Hits a tornado clothesline. And just turns Adam Cole inside out. Now Gagano goes for a weapon, got himself a kendo stick. But a huge super kick by Adam Cole. He grabs himself a kendo stick. <laughs> and we've got a couple of lightsabers going at it now. Gagano responding with a super kick. And now both men trading. And they're just whacking the hell out of each other with the kendo sticks. Both men with <laughs> super kicks. Jesus Christ. And there's two men who just won it. You talk about who wants to be the best. Sorry about that. But as it panned to the crowd, I saw a Spurs shirt in the crowd. <laughs> we got the Yudos. Both men down. Gagano grabbing a chair. Gagano not able to get to his feet, but setting up a couple of chairs. Well, this is awesome chance. And Gagano's going up and looking at that ladder. Oh, no, Adam Cole fighting him off. Good old William Regal as well, Mr. Regal. Six sadistic son of a bitch as he is. What match could it be? A steel cage full of weapons. 
Oh my god, Gagano off the ladder. Well, hanging on to the ladder. A lovely Jesus takedown. Reverse Rana. We saw Candice LeRae do that earlier. And now Adam Cole just sitting on a chair that's set up. Super kick to <laughs> Cole. One, two, no. Cole managing to kick out. Uh, I don't know what these two guys are going to do to each other. I don't even know if they're able to walk at the end of this. They're going to fight forever. I mean, they'll be fighting for about half an hour now. And the fans want them to just carry on. At least 40 minutes this match <laughs> has been going for. Gagano setting up the table. Gagano's got the table up. Drags it to the... What could be going through his mind here? No, he's looking up high as Cole with a chair responds to the midsection. Cracks over Gagano's back. What's Cole looking for now? Just another still chair that's hanging up that gave Gagano a chance. Oh, Gagano looking to ram Cole head first into it, but Cole turns it around and uh, sends Gagano face first into that steel chair that was dangling from the side of the cage. Now then Cole using the kendo stick as a walking stick to get to Gagano. Oh, and he uses a kendo stick as like a backstabber. Goes for a cover, but only a two count. Two. And you can see the marks and the welts on the back of Adam Cole and Johnny Gagano. And now... Oh my god, what is Cole doing? They sap a couple of chairs behind Johnny Gagano. Looks like he's going to try and cause some serious harm as he sets Johnny wrestling up in the corner, perched in a very precarious position. Mm-hmm. Looking for a superplex off that second rope. Well, he's trying to end Johnny wrestling right now. And Gagano holding on for dear life. <laughs> well, he puts the fire inside Cole out. And the fire signal's there, perfect, and he used it. Oh, oh. my god! Jesus. Tornado DDT onto the steel chairs that was set up. I think he actually hit the back of one of the chairs as opposed to the flat surface. Oh my god, that could have killed Adam Cole there. Honestly, that was sick impact. Oh my god, right on the edge. Well, Cole wasn't fucked up before. <laughs> he will be after that. Gagano's got himself a kendo stick. He's plain and simply beating the fuck out of Adam Cole. Gagano just putting a beat in the Cole, but he's looking up and oh my god. He sees something that's caught his eye. It's a sledgehammer. Well, we're talking about Triple H. And now Adam Cole's going up to try and get it. And it's like Triple H's son's fighting over us. <laughs> Which won't be able to use it. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Gagala takes Cole out. But no, Adam Cole managed to kick out. Uh, sunset flip into a powerbomb. Very impressive from Johnny Gagano. Sickening stuff, the impact. Like being thrown out of a moving auto vehicle. Gagano going back up. Wants to get that sledgehammer. Finally got his hands on it. Well, a great equaliser. And this will definitely get the job done. Gagano's had a crazed look. And now, more serious than ever. Oh, but response to the incoming Gagano with a super kick. Follows it up with a second. And what the hell is Adam Cole looking to do? The ladder's there. <laughs> simply throws a chair off the top luckily enough Gagano misses but he hits a Panama Sunrise into a cover oh no Gagano managing to uh, and Gagano is out but he's still in this match got far away look in his eyes it looks like a war zone in there at the moment well we've had a table set up for a long time and in the rules of matches where tables are involved the match can't end until the table has been had someone put through it. Well, the lad, that's true, that. And the ladder's been set up. I don't know if Adam Cole knows where he is. It's not, you're not fighting for the North American title now. And Gagano's slowly getting to his feet. I think Cole's got an idea. Another Panama Sunrise. Oh, my 
God. Halfway up the ladder, hits the sunrise. One, two, no. Only a two count. Two. And the shock on Adam Cole's face must have been up at least eight feet. At least seven and a half feet. Crumpled to a heap, but he's got the heart and the determination of a champion and a warrior, and that's why Johnny Wrestling is still in this. He probably thinks he's fighting to muscle chumper at this point. And each of these men takes so much punishment, but I don't think it's over yet. Well, Gagano trying to get a kendo stick. Cole put his foot against the back of Gagano. Adam Cole looking to put the last shot towards Gagano, but Gagano just falls under his own weight, unable to stay up. The fans shouting yowie wowie as well. I can't believe it. <laughs> now Gagano's face being put on that steel chair. Well, Gagano can't keep himself up, so Cole's going to use a chair to keep Gagano upright. As he comes charging towards... Oh, no! Gagano moving out of the way. Cole hitting the last shot on the chair. Well, bad leg and all. Where Adam Cole comes back to haunt him. Gagano locks in the STF. Using a kendo stick for extra face. But Adam Cole biting the thumb of Gagano. That's one way to escape. <laughs> well, it's illegal as a headlock. As Cole gets separation now. Oh, yeah. This match is so savage. I'm going to hit a tree. Well, Gagano grabs his hammer, and so does Adam Cole. Both men fighting off. Oh! Jesus Christ, Gagano with a shot to the ribs with that hammer. I think Adam Cole might have internal bleeding. And this might be it. Cole may be out. Gagano's got the table. Rearranging the furniture. And this is just sick. Gagano set up the table now. He's got an idea. And Gagano's getting the other table. Well, Cole's out. Is this a mistake, do you reckon, setting up the tables rather than trying to just pin, Gagano, uh, pin Adam Cole? I think it is, yeah. I mean, if he locked in the Gagano escape, I don't think Cole would have any other option but to tap out. But I think this is more than the victory for Johnny Gagano. I think he wants to prove a point and make a statement to, you know, someone who he believes is probably the one of the biggest things in NXT at this moment in time. And do you think that's where the story comes from with, like, Johnny Wrestling? If this was Gagano maybe a year and a half ago, he wouldn't have gone to this end to do this. You know, thanks to Tommaso Ciampa, the kind of way he got turned, this is a new side of Johnny. Well, I think, you know, as you say, you know, Johnny Gagano's got to do everything necessary. It's not just winning matches for him. It's proving points. It's making statements. It's showing that he belongs. Without a doubt. And a statement here is Cole's on the two tables. Gagano's going up the ladder. Well, Cole rolls off the tables and uh, just crawls away to the opposite Forcing Gagano to climb down the ladder and pursue him. You've got to think how difficult it is for Adam Cole to even breathe at the moment in time. Well, that's going to make it even harder, whacking a kendo stick across your back. And now Cole on a second turbuckle and Gagano! Oh, my fucking God! Fuck! Gagano that was like a Canadian destroyer off the top. Jesus Christ. Still put, put Adam Cole down. Oh, my God. Well, when in Canada... Do as the Canadians do, and I think he destroyed half of Canada with that move. What's that all about, eh? The fans still trying to fight forever now, Gagano. What is in that bag? He's got the bag and... Brass knuckles. Fucking hell, Willie Regal definitely did set this match up. Applies. I thought it was going to be thumbtacks. And where is Gagano going up to the barbed wire? And the razor-sharp barbed wire, Gagano's cutting it. Gagano's got himself a piece of that barbed wire. And this doesn't... Look good for Adam Cole. Absolutely not. As Gagano coming down, taking it to the extreme. And Cole <laughs> spots what Gagano's doing. 
and I think he wants out of there. Well, you can't win via escape, but even with, that's why the barbed wire is round you in the first place. Well, there is Gagar, no escape for Adam Cole. And now he's up, and there's like a kind of table up there as well. Cole's on it, Gagano's chasing him down, and the fans on their feet, the barbed wire in Gagano's hand. Both men fighting in a very, very precarious position. One false move, and this could be career ending <laughs> for someone. The fans shouting, please don't die. It's nice they appreciate that, but they're up. They must be at least 15 foot in the air. At least 20 foot up there in the rafters. Now Gagano with a headbutt's got the advantage. And now he's got the barbed wire. going to try and use it to Cole. But can't cut him off! Oh! <laughs> oh my god, both bent down! Through the table! Cole with the arm across! And that is that! <laughs> oh my god! We win the matches, you always kind of want a big stunt. <laughs> <laughs> so look at the distraction! Look at the back of Adam Cole, I mean, there's <laughs> fucking hell, splinters in the back. Well, when they, how could they take it up a next level? I just think they did. That was unbelievable. They nearly missed. Look at the cut. <laughs> nearly missed the table. Second, first table. Completely missed the first table. Hit the second table. What a match that was. I mean, I don't know where to dissect it from. We're like the kind of three completely different matches. There we go. A little replay. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The impact. Can we see it from Coyote Cam? Oh, my word. Up here. Jesus. Well, that was unbelievable stuff by Adam Cole and Johnny Gagano. What a great match that was showing that even if it's the first time they have met, they set the standard. But I don't want to say any more because the next time they face each other, they may well kill each other with this one. Dan, what are your thoughts? Absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, there was was wondering how things was going to change when... Gaga- uh, Chomper wasn't in the picture no more and these two have kind of taken that story and progressed with it and again with Adam Cole you know we, we've always discounted him because he always had some help from the Undisputed Era but he'd done this all on his own um, and Gagano as well you know it's Adam Cole didn't get any winning shots in you know this was Gagano chasing him up there trying to use a barbed wire both of them falling off and it was just pure luck that Cole Managed to drape his arm over Gagano, who is still down and out, as Adam Cole gets assisted out of here by his Undisputed Era brothers. Well, the Undisputed Era might not have had the most successful of nights, but Adam Cole still holds the gold and is still the man in NXT. What an incredible moment for NXT in Toronto, which has been an incredible night. And of course, we'll bring you all the fallout from TakeOver in the next update. That we do, and of course, we've got the final of the breakout tournament. But that's it for TakeOver. So there's only one thing Colour left to do, and that's go back and try and have a look at the card and try and even rate it. My God, what a TakeOver it has been. Like I said, always deliver. But let's go back to the very start of the night. Era versus the Street Profits, Dan. Yeah, um, well, it was a, a very good back and forth, a brilliant way to start off the show. All four guys put in an absolute great performance. Shout out to Montez Ford. I think he's an absolute great athlete. I do like the way that Street Profits are doing it. They've got a, a lot of the old school style offense in there. And it, it impresses me a lot. Um, and I think this is what the Profits need to kind of elevate them and stamp their mark as a tag team. But 
it leaves the question open. Who else is there to kind of go for the tag team championships now? Yeah, I mean, there's a kind of feeling that well, Street Profits do, the Undisputed Era will be tag team champions by the end of the year. And I think that's a fair kind of assumption. So to kind of go on that journey, I'd love to see Lorcan and Birch be involved more, even though only Lorcan's got, had a huge match at Summertime for the Cruiserweight title. So maybe they're going to go singles uh, with him now, which would be a shame. As for any other tag teams, you know, I think that's the thing that uh, NXT needs to build on. Match itself, it's great, you know, and there's an opening. They've done this for the tag team division. They have it open in the card, and it sets the tone for the kind of rest of the night. Uh, my score, four out of five for that one. Yeah, I agree with you, four out of five for me as well. And then we had Io Shai, the new Io Shai, versus Candice LeRae. And this was great. Uh, really, really good to see Candice LeRae back and forth with Io Shai, you know, giving as good as she's got. Candice put out a, a fantastic performance, and even EO won. The right person won, but it continues the feud as well. I think really well done for NXT. Absolutely, yeah. I think, in my opinion, LeRae was definitely the best performer in this match. Um, it was well worked. And again, great storytelling from the NXT classics. Yeah, like I said, the crowd, you know, were a bit slow maybe to get into it. But once they did, they invested. And the selling for both women, there was no kind of mistakes, no botches or anything. And it was just really, really good. Like four and a half out of five. I gave that. Four out of five. And then Dunn versus Strong versus Velveteen Dream North American title. Well, it was absolutely brilliant between these three guys. I mean, it was fluid. You didn't see people standing there waiting for their spots. It was bang, 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 one thing after another, which is what I like and what some competitors struggle to do in triple threat matches. There was no lulls in it. Um, you know, everything just worked as well. You know, you got the storytelling between the three guys. You know what kind of history they've got. Both of them have got links with uh, Roderick Strong. Uh, and I think Dunn and Dream could have a great match between them as well. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, the Dunn and Dream just so well liked, but for completely different reasons. And see two guys chalk and cheese, kind of, you hope that maybe they'll be feuding down the line. The Dream is a guy who is a constant in the world of change for NXT at the moment in time. And I think they need people like that. And the Dream's well loved by everybody. You know, the, the Canadian coming out as a Mountie, do you know what I mean? Like, it was fantastic. That's what the Dream is all about. I've heard a lot of takeover stuff. There's a lot more stuff like that this time around than there are normal takeovers with the kind of music and the entry as well. But I, I, I dug that. The match itself was, was great as well. What was your score? I gave that a four and a quarter. Yeah, I gave that a four and a quarter. There was a lot going on, but even in a coast-to-coast and the storyline as well, I think it's well worth it. And then Bania Yim. Well, it was actually probably one of the best performances I've seen from Basler. I thought, you know, she'd she done things the right way that she should have been doing things from the beginning. Um, you know, I, I, I can understand her having a four horse swimming coming in, you know, a couple of times during her defences, but not pretty much 90% of the fucking time. It does get old, it does get boring, it does make Basil look like an idiot, and it makes Yim look like an idiot for coming out unprepared against her as well. But the storyline leading up to it, Yim taking out Duke and Shafir, I thought that was good. The storytelling from it as well was... You know, it, was, it wasn't bad at all. And Yim actually looks very good, and she looks like a viable challenger for the title coming up to the future. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of sloppy moments between the both women, but it was a big stage for them, you know, and you either like what Baser does or you don't, and I don't really like what she does, even though it was a good match, but I gave it three and three quarters out of five. I gave that a three and a half out of five. So, I mean, it was good, but sometimes you expect a little bit better. And then the main event, Cole versus Gagano. It was just 
brutal, mental, brilliant. I mean, what else can you... What other words? What? No, it just ended with a little thing. Yeah, um, as you say, you know, it was absolutely brutal match. Uh, the first full, yeah, you know, it was kind of a, a vanilla match for what it was. Um, but again, you know, both guys working together so well. They know each other inside out. The second fall, I mean, you know, they took it to the fans. There was three completely different falls. Uh, and the third fall, I think they just turned up at least two gears. At least three. And, you know, they put it all on the line. That finish was sublime as well. It didn't weaken Johnny Gagano either because, you know, the first fall he lost because he beat Cole down with a chair. The second fall, he won you know, from the Gagano escape and the third fall again, you know, Adam Cole didn't get a winning shot in or the last shot as it were. Uh, you know, it was literally sheer exhaustion from the pair of them and it was a case of an arm being draped over. I thought it was brilliantly worked, brilliant story told and anyone would struggle to top that on their good day. Yeah, I mean, it was just fantastic, you know, when you think about everything that these two guys have done and and, and have done. And then they just take up a level in a kind of match where you weren't expecting it. I mean, from Chump and Gagano, you know, but when that kind of stunt, what they do, and we talk about in steel cage matches, having a moment that we remember, and that is definitely one of those that you're going to remember and be on a lot of NXT videos, you know, for years to come. And Adam Cole, where's he go from now is a question with the Undisputed Era, but it's, it's a journey that I'm actually looking forward to see, you know, in a weird way. I'm actually, yeah, I want to see how this unfolds and how it culminates and if his prophecy comes true or not. Yeah, without a doubt. But for me, it's five out of five, you know. I'm giving this a five and a quarter out of five. Yeah, fantastic match. Potential match of the year candidate as well for me. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. Like I said, everything that we wanted in the match, it definitely delivered. And I think that's what TakeOver did as a whole, and it always does. You know, it's a little bit more glitz, more glamour. Uh, but it definitely delivered. Even though no title changed hands, it was still a great night of action, and I don't think any match really disappointed in a way. Uh, what is your what is your thought of the, the cards and the score of 10? Yeah, the thing, you know, as a whole, I had high hopes for it, and it kind of lived up to and exceeded them, and the match that I wasn't even looking forward to out of the whole lot, I think that even delivered as well, which is a very good surprise for me. You know, it is, it, it's a match where you could happily watch every single match again and not get bored of it. Mm. So on that basis, I am going to give it a nine and a quarter out of ten. Yeah, I completely agree. I give it nine and a quarter as well, exactly for those same reasons. Fantastic action, and you know, like I said, if you wanted a five star match, you got it. If you got it, if you wanted a great tag team match, you got it, and you triple threat as well. And you know, I think one thing that would have pushed it up to a ten is if there was either a shocking return or a shocking development or. You know, like a, a shocking thing that kind of would cement that pay-per-view in history. You know, something happening out of the ordinary. Mm. I know like the three stages of Hell Match or the two or three falls, whatever it is. It was, you know, a, a very, very good match. But it didn't have something shock value-like, if mm. you know what I mean. You know, like a, a, a heel turn, a face turn, an implosion of something or, you know, something happening like that. Like, you know, like the DIY splitting up in the moments after that. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right about that. You know, a total change hands that people remember. I think maybe if Dunn walked out as, as champ tonight, it would have been a ten. You know, like that's the kind of the thing of the reaction what you needed. But I think it's a great take. A take of just shot. You don't need SummerSlam because that's enough. You know, I mean, takeover is more than enough. 
Absolutely, and it don't go on for 17 and a half hours either. No, no, very three hours, and it's the job done. Um, but that is it for the takeover. I've got to do this quickly. It ends full free to me, and it is free all now when it comes to takeover events. But we have got a takeover at the end of the month, NXT TakeOver Cardiff. It'll be main evented by Tyler Bate versus Volta, and we can't wait to bring that to you then. Uh, our next podcast is WWE versus WCW, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at Jam Score Rollins. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at WWE Podcast, or on Facebook. Yes, Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. Got all the latest clips on there. Podcasts go up on YouTube, same time as do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Speaker Radio, we've got our live shows, Stitch Radio, and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. And, just... uh, and an update on the WNRpodcast.com. It will be coming in the new year because there has been a few setbacks. You know, life's kind of got in the way of developing the webpage. But you can find all of our contact info. You can find our Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook accounts on that as well. And just, yeah, we keep you posted with updates yeah. on that. I mean, I told them enough at SummerSlam, you know. So, But anyway, until then, don't forget you can... I've done all that shit, didn't I? That is it for now. Our next episode of WWE vs. WCW. I have been James Rollins and as always I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening everybody and bye. Bye.